0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take your business to the next level. Shopify is the commerce platform that makes it easy to show up and sell exactly the way you want to. No need to code or design. Sign up for your $1 per month trial period today. Visit Shopify.com slash Offer23 to get started.
2: You have to keep in mind, too, like how few veterans there are in this USA squad and how many players aren't there that you expect to be. There's no Kendall Coin, There's no Bran Decker. You know, Cavallini's not there. The goalie. No Gensie Dunn. No Jinsey Dunn. What's uh, life without Jinsey Dunn?
1: Literally. It, it's terrible. It really is. Hey everybody, welcome back to Too Many Men. My name is Allison Lucan, and I am pleased to be the only person that is part of Too Many Men that is not a selected voter for this year's PWP, W, -W what is it? P-A-H-W-N. It's the women's,
2: the PW I know, that's the the problem. That's the problem. Too many acronyms.
1: The people who are professional writers that don't work for teams, therefore don't have bias,
2: okay i was gonna ask i was going to ask this that's what it is because you work yeah. for the team you know
1: okay correct yes. so fair, i have a team
0: employee yeah they would vote for fair. the team <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i would not i well, have yeah integrity. because you're an adult most people aren't <laughs> literally You beat writers gone to shit
0: anyway. <laughs> I'm, not talk. I, I'm blessed to be included already talking shit <laughs>
1: But, in all seriousness, um, you know what, let's get into it. Sarah's here, Shane is here, we're all happy to be here. Let's go right to this. We did not have this on our agenda, but we usually talk about this after the awards because what happens is not every member of the Writers Association is asked to vote because there are quite a few of them, which I guess makes sense, and it is the most, unless they've changed it, most archaic voting system in the freaking world. Um, So it's hard to tabulate, even though people have offered to help in the past and there hasn't been any action, but here we are. Um, usually the votes come out. The, the writer's selections are published. They are public, which is very cool and a good step in integrity. But then usually we all shit on those after the fact because people get positions wrong. They vote for the same player in two different positions for the same award. There's a whole bunch of shit. But let's talk about how important it really is to take these awards seriously because I feel like and we've been talking about this in Seattle for Maddie Beneers, for example. He's obviously in the conversation for the Calder, but there's a legitimate case to be made for him to be the lady, a Lady Bing candidate, too. And people just don't look deeply enough into some of the candidates to truly understand what these players are all about. And Sarah, I want you to go first, because you tweeted out earlier this week about how you do take this seriously and that you legitimately consider it an honor. And... I just get so frustrated with people who do vote and don't take it seriously and don't invest the time. What is your perspective on this process? And and just explain how you do dig into this versus maybe some people who don't.
0: Well, first of all, it's like it legitimizes the PHWA. It's like this very select group of people that watch the game and love the game so that can make their like etch marks in history, right? Because you see that year and then you see all the awards and you get to make a decision that will literally be in a history book. And it's also things like it's with players contracts, like they'll negotiate. Oh, I won the Calder that year. Or, oh, whatever. Like it, it does really boost up certain contracts and stuff like that. And it's something that actually matters. And it just reminds me of like Rod Brendamore with the hall of fame where like you're, parents might be getting older and things like that. And these awards mean something to people's families and to people and to fans. So I just think when people mail it in or when beat ri- old beat writers can't see past their bias, I'm looking at you everybody in Pittsburgh because every time in Pittsburgh, it's some bullshit. It's just like, get a grip and realize that like these awards matter as much as we make them matter. And if we don't take it seriously, they matter less.
1: And Shayna, we've talked about this already, but you and I for literally years have been on a search to truly measure defense. And unfortunately, it feels like beat writers go, oh, who scored the most points? Yay, they're the best defender, which fundamentally does not make sense. But here we are. What should voters be doing differently, in your opinion, to really vet out some of these awards?
2: Yeah, I just think that there's ways to think critically about it and think differently. I think the game is like, I know, what, what a wild Shocker. concept. <laughs> but like
0: thinking critically, who, who among as us a woman? wants to do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what, the game's evolving. We all acknowledge it constantly. And I feel like sometimes more traditional thinkers think about that when it suits them. Goal scoring's up. Let's talk about that. But let's not talk about anything else. So I think for now in today's league, like, We talk about defense. It's even more important because goal scoring's up. We talk about goaltending. It's even more important because goal scoring's up. And there's different ways to define it. And obviously the award should evolve. So for that, like, I don't know, for me, I like to get I I really like trying to look at who drives play, who does things differently. Right. Who who makes good defensive plays to spark offense? Who does things with dimension? That's like what I want to look for. Exactly. And
0: that is where like, there's a lazy way to look at points and say, okay, I'm just going to go by the top points. And that's bad when you're thinking about defense or offense, honestly. And I've loved the way you and Dom take an analytical analytical look at it. It's just a different <laughs> way to do things. And then you put it together with your own eye test. If you want, like no one's saying just yeah. look at the analytics or just look at the eye test. Nobody ever said that. And the way people transform our words into that is crazy. But I think sometimes points do mean uh, you're taking the puck out of defense and putting it into the offensive zone, but that's not, you can't just look at the points and be like, oh, he's a good defender.
1: Yeah,
2: like, oh, sorry, go, go. go.
1: Alice has it let's hear it i want to hear allison's going to go in a different direction so Shayna, finish on this line of thinking first
2: okay for me like with these awards too like i'm very big on like the model being the starting point not the end point and i feel like that's something that like i always want to emphasize so like for the norse for the selkie right like i take prashant has the model that goes by traditional metrics and i like using that in because it gives me a pool of players here's dom's model here's prashant's model here's two different ways of doing it And now let's look at everybody for the Selkie this year. Barkov is someone who doesn't have the best defensive metrics because of the team he's on. But when you look at him by every metric you should want, does he make the puck retrievals? Does he get the puck out of his own end? Does he do the right moves that you need to turn defense into offense? He shines. So he's in the conversation, even though maybe the defensive metrics aren't as good and his defensive score is going to suffer. Like There's different ways to think about this from watching the game, from quantifying it, and then... For me, you know, and this is all about me because I'm the new version of the Maple Leafs. Like I like I, I like asking writers for help to ask players and coaches, players who are playing the position. Like some people are like, why are you talking to Rasmus Dalin if you don't think he's in the race anymore? And it's like, he's a top defenseman in this league and he's young and he sees it. Someone like Mo Sider had such a great take on it, on how the award has to evolve with the game and how we need to think about it differently. Like that's what I think makes it interesting who's in the game and what they think versus who's voting on it. It's just like, there's fun discussions to have on it. And this year with Carlson, there's a great conversation to have because the offense is that incredible. Does it outweigh the bad? Like it's not to insult anyone. It's just a way to think about it differently. And I think these awards, the last few years, the Norris in particular with McCarr and with Fox and, you know, versus the Yossies and the Hedman's, like, I think we're I, I hope at least it's pushing us to think about things more than narratives and how to look at the game a little bit differently and how to reassess the position.
1: Well, and even the heart, right? Like I almost feel like we're all, everyone's getting lazy again too. Cause everyone's like, Oh, it's Connor McDavid. Like, is it like arguably? And you know, everyone probably thinks that's an insane thing, but like everyone's just like, Oh, it's his like, okay, but why? Tell me why. Right. Let's look at it. You
2: can, you know,
0: if it's going to be him until he fucking retires, then get a new I think award. <laughs> the second, because we vote and we do a top five, right? So I think you really can't mail in two, three, four, five, because I think that starts to matter even more when you like a lot of the times it is kind of like you're fighting to find the fifth guy for the Lady Bing or something. But it's like yeah. it, is, it matters
1: 100 percent.
2: Yeah. And last year we had the voter fatigue with McDavid. McDavid could have won it last year and he didn't. Matthews won it. And I think the other part of the heart conversation too is like I feel like everyone's so stuck in what positions should go to what awards, right? Like the heart trophy, like you'll have the Norris conversation last year surrounded Yossi. He was the MVP of the Predators, and it's like, but that's not the award. Then he should be in the heart conversation. You you have a conversation to have. Shosturkin to me last year was in the heart conversation. Sorokin this year Rated is for him. yeah, Soros is. That's a conversation. It doesn't matter that they have the Vesna because I think the Vesna you can define is the best defenseman, Mm -hmm. is a best goalie, is it the most valuable? There's a conversation to have, but you still have the most valuable player in the league. Go for it. Think a little differently. And some might say, well, then it should be a goalie every year. Maybe it should. Yeah. I I think you have to be honest with yourself and not
0: be afraid to do something that goes against the grain, but then yep. like, don't uh, be a Pittsburgh guy voting for Sidney Crosby for everything when he wasn't the best this year. I I'd also think- Just have a way to
2: explain it, right? Yep. If you go against the grain, just have a reason. Yes, one, it could exactly. be one reason. It could simply be, I don't think this team would be in the playoffs without him. He was their driver. Done. Conversation over. Yep. Exactly. I think we could talk about what other trophies could be added though. Like, should there be an
0: offensive defenseman? Should there be MVP to your team and MVP to the league? I don't know. Many are, many are posing the question.
2: That's a good... Well, many like are that. asking. Many are asking. Many named Sarah <laughs> Sivian are asking right this second. She's I, not wrong. She's not wrong. Yeah, like there's already two MVPs, right? Because you have the Lindsay that's voted on by the players. You have the Heart that's voted on by the media. Maybe there should be every team MVP goes into a pool kind of similar to the Masterson. And it's like, who's the most valuable player to their team? And then who's the league MVP? And you just have to find a way to define it a little
1: differently. But that would be a challenge. And also, people are not going to like this, but I am over the... mass, And it's Master 10, technically. Just so you know. You I, know, I'm not
2: going to say know. anything fucking I right.
1: Know. i, know. I no,
0: RIP. I'm, I'm. We honor him. It is a really hard last name. <laughs> <laughs> Master Tim. Thank you for correcting. We respect him. Yes. Anyway, I respect it. I it's just not know.
1: an award. It's not an award for someone who has to come back from injury all the freaking time. Like, a 70 year old man <laughs> that's yes like it's an award that shows perseverance and a dedication to the game like this is what drives me nuts like i literally we all had to like get the definition of the awards drilled into us like pay attention to the definition of the award yeah. and there are some instances where coming back from injury is massive. But like, honestly, how many ACL tears and recoveries can we have in, in our final candidate pool?
2: Mason Shaw, though, has four. That's different. Four. different. No, but I know That's no, warranted. I agree that's with warranted. You. Like, no, I fully agree with you on that, It's literally
1: like, I feel like some markets are like, OK, who's the guy who came back from injury and played well? Like, that's literally how they decided. Because
0: sometimes that's all there is, though. So then it's like maybe sometimes we don't have Fair. to nominate if we really want to honor this man, which we do. Maybe sometimes we don't have to be forced but i get that it's a phw a war award and it's our baby so we respect but i think true respect would be not nominating someone
1: who might not deserve it you know uh, yes exactly Like, and honestly i think it's okay sometimes if your market doesn't have a nominee right like maybe yeah. everyone had fine years and that's okay because i almost sometimes i feel embarrassed for the players who get nominated i'm like really yeah, you know. like that's it's right. always because <laughs> <laughs> hey nick Felino has gone through some shit <laughs> <laughs> like, that's
0: actually, actually really true. You know what? That's yeah. true. I just think he, like, really is nominated every year. Who he thinks is winning this year, Chris Tang? That's Warren. Oh, that's Warren.
2: Yeah, that and that, see, that's someone who like the man had had a stroke yeah two strokes (laughs) came back two strokes now and he's coming back he has had Mm -hmm. a tough year he's had a tough career i just feel like with every award and i like i don't want to be an asshole but like i am an asshole so i'm just gonna say it. (laughs) With every award i almost wish on the ballot that i have now officially seen for the first time ever is that there's a definition of the award with it just for clarity's purposes like i think if it said for selkie the forward who best Demonstrates the defensive elements of the game, de- defensive aspects of the game. I think that's the official definition. Like, just write that in. I feel like that would help mm-hmm. a lot because mm-hmm. you can interpret it different ways. And I think and there's read room it for that. Read it.
1: Read it before you vote. Don't just go. Oh, this is what it's always been. So I'm going. Oh,
2: find- but, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're spoiled because we can go. Oh, Patrice Bergeron. But like, literally, and and just close your eyes and do it. But I just think with everything else, like it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to have. But can mm-hmm. can we quickly? Do you think there should be two trophies for okay, best we're gonna, defenseman?
1: We're going to table yes. because we we're have tabling. a lot. We're going to table because we're going to have a lot to talk about awards in the postseason. We got a lot of hockey True. to talk about now. But okay. point well taken. Uh. I also have taken it under advisement that we might need a new segment in our show, which is how does this affect Rod Brindamore's bid to get <laughs> into the Hall of Fame? <laughs>
0: Friend of the pod, i beat the drum every second of my life. I love that man.
1: <laughs> Friend of the pod, but let's get into Sarah's other favorite segment quickly. And Sarah, what time is it? Bed o' news. Have we ever truly? Have we ever spicy. heard the drum roll? no never like, i think it like the first through? time th- that still didn't work we can hear a pencil drop on we can hear a feather drop on our desk with these mics but not you literally tapping it here we are i
2: wonder how it sounds to the people listening to the podcast do they know it's supposed to be a drum because i yes, don't listen so, back
1: i don't know it's a fair point so when we have sarah do it she hits the table and does a drum roll and then our producer, Jeremy Taché, puts in a beautiful sound effect, actually. But yes, that's what we're all enjoying in our in our. There's a
2: natural space. sound
1: effect coming up first, friends. That's right. That's right. So in Bit O News, we did want to cover quickly, and I wish I could join in this conversation, but as I have enumerated and will continue to bitch about because it's freaking stupid that even though I pay for NHL Network, I can't watch it <laughs> when I'm not literally where the subscription lives... Um, the Women's world's Tournament is going on. I've been able to follow it through our friends at the Ice Garden. I see that our friend Nicole Haas is on her way driving 400 miles. She is one of the most dedicated people in our industry that I know. She's driving to provide coverage, I would assume, over the coming weekend. Um, but again, please do support the Outlet's Victory Press as well that are giving coverage to these games and these athletes. Shayna Of the three of us, you have had the opportunity to be able to watch most of it. Can you give us a quick update on what's going on in the tournament so far?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm apologizing in advance because I have given it. This has been the hardest year to follow it for me yet um, because everything is so hectic. Thank you, NHL. Thank you, Overlap. (laughs) But um, no, we have the... So you're listening to this on Thursday. So today are the quarterfinals. Um, We get Czechia against Finland. That's always exciting. Finland is a team that legitimately is up for a medal all the time. And Czechia is your disruptors of the tournament once again yes it's boring that we keep saying it but it's true you're seeing the way that they kept things a game against USA against Canada they're the team to watch how they're building their program they're so exciting um you get USA Germany after that Canada Sweden obviously we know how those two are probably going to go and you see how Sweden's rebuilding their program after getting funding cut so don't just look at it and go oh my God the automatic assumption and then you have Japan Switzerland as the final game in the quarterfinal that is a very intriguing one to me too I think Japan is so fun to watch um yes that's really
0: cool that's a cool story for sure yeah
2: it really is and you know are the chances high that usa and canada meet again yes but there is some i don't want it i'm <laughs> sick of the u.s <laughs> continuing to lose in uh, these really good games well, that's the, that's that's just it they played each other monday night and you saw usa you know i think they were out shooting canada like seven to one and then all of a sudden they stopped taking shots they're like we don't we don't
1: need shots well, is monday the power game? play not still broken as well the power
2: play still broken they practice it now so it's different and, and if they, they have, have two the, formations
1: they have two yeah. that they use which but their coach like, would not talk to me about when they were here in Seattle, but that's fine. I'll, that's fine. He, he I'll respect he the gamesmanship, like, I guess. He's like, I don't know what to do. That power play is so fucking broken. <laughs> I can't give you an answer because I, <laughs> like, like, I don't have.
2: He's like, don't. I don't have answers for you. <laughs> yeah, but they—they're. You know what? At even strength, generally speaking, except for that game like, against Canada, like they've taken a lot of strides. You see more balanced ice time. You see you know, more aggressive play to force turnovers and things like that. Like there, there's some progress and you have to keep in mind too, like how few veterans there are in this USA squad and how many players aren't there that you expect to be. There's no Kendall Coyne. There's no Brana Decker. You know, Cavallini is not there. The goalie. No Jinsey Dunn. No Jinsey Dunn. Oh, What's um, life without Jinsey Dunn?
1: Literally. It, it's
2: terrible. It really is. Um, It's great that we're seeing Harvey stand out some more. We love that for her, but like, there's a lot of work to still do. And it's, you know, it's, going you're going up against canada the best team and even at their weakest they figure out ways to bounce back and their power kill against that shitty power play like there's you know it's you expect a close game but we probably know how things are going to go but it's still good to watch and you still support the game and learn something because they are very willing to take these more innovative concepts like the power kill and embrace it, not just like kind of go there. Like they fully embrace it. The players talk about killing, you know, power kills. Like that's that's the kind of thing we need in the men's game. So there's still a lot to watch there.
1: Excellent. Well, keep up with the tournament as best you can. And if you don't have access to watch the broadcast, please do support the outlets that are trying and to And complain to, to everyone.
2: Scream, yell that you want the coverage. And then maybe SPM Plus will like put the games on there. Cause they've done that before. Just keep complaining. Please
1: do. Please do. It is time for our other favorite segment. And that is, although we've had some people request that we not do this, folks, I'm sorry, we have to. And it's not to actually give this team attention. It's completely because it's ridiculous how much attention this team gets. It's time for Shayna. How does this affect the Leafs? And we (laughs) have a logo in progress. We have am, two options. It's coming. The intonations today from both of you are just a plus. I'm so proud of <laughs> you.
0: <know>. We're, <laughs> All right. we're allergy-drugged up, some <laughs> of us. If you are watching this on YouTube, you see my bloodshot eyes. We are feeling it today. But you know what affects the Leafs? The style rankings. I, we, me and Chana crunched the numbers yesterday, and it was a tight race. But William, Willie Styles, and Nylander has won the 2022-23 it's a big day. king of style the P- the suban trophy <laughs> it's amazing considering is it, we need an
1: actual trophy
0: i know yeah
1: okay we'll work we'll work with so Shana and i will one. Knit, we'll knit one we'll knit one we'll each. <laughs> we knit need a be-
2: they should it have it a belt
1: yeah of course or a
2: scrunchie for his hair <laughs> a scrunchie for his hair is like a nice little parting gift to go with it but i think mm-hmm. the belt is a fashion accessory i want you know, Nylander with a wrestling belt over his shoulder with his (laughs) outfit. Maybe Poshnok wears it around his waist. Who's to say? We'll figure it out.
1: Well, let's talk about on ice. What actually affects the Leafs. And I'm sorry. I'm being crazy. (laughs) All right, here we go. Um, In some crazy machinations that had to go on because the Leafs did want to sign um, their drafted player out of the NCAA, Matthew Nyes, Uh, they've done some crazy stuff because they can't seem to do anything right when it comes to goaltending. Um, They've had some ATOs sign. They've had to call up, uh, what's his name, Hole from... The AHL, he's playing. Um, the Leafs goaltending tandem is who? Depending on the day, they're literally less than a week from the playoffs. And who's to say who's going to be in net? Um, but they still somehow managed to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday. So here we are, Shayna, in all seriousness, how much is this goaltending situation and I skipped over it, but the reason, part of the reason they're in trouble with their goaltending is because they tried to circumvent some cap issues because they need to make space for Matthew Nye's signing. And the NHL said, no, no, you cannot use emergency recalls when you actually could have called up the player, but you use the money for other purposes. So here we are, but in less than a week, the games are really gonna matter and it's gonna be playoffs. And they have a player who's a, a goaltender who's out with injury. They have another goaltender who's still actively on the roster, but is injured. How serious is this situation in net for Toronto?
2: It really is because the Leafs have shown that they're a very good team, that they can get by with average goaltending. But like, there's so much going. I feel like this team has not had the chance to fully find their footing since the deadline, since they made so many changes and while they brought in so many defensemen, so the goaltending has even less importance. You know, they can protect their net even more. It just feels like they haven't, done it enough and I get why now it's you know load management instead of doing it especially against the Tampa Bay Lightning last night because that was a game that got physical and you don't want to risk anything we already saw the Lightning lose players to injuries and they've gotten some back but like it's it's dicey you don't want to take the risk but you're going in this series and you're going against Andre Vasilevsky the best goalie of the last five years and even last year when he wasn't having a perfect regular season when push came to shove and it came down to game six and seven he was perfect And then you have another goaltender who doesn't have that reputation, who hasn't earned it. He's having his best regular season yet, but you can only base so much on that. And his past postseason experience isn't, you know, totally amazing. His past regular season experience for this year isn't totally amazing. So there's like a lot, there's very little doubt on on his game going into it. And there's little backup. I think even with a healthy Matt Murray, there's not that much insurance because that's been his best year but like you know what he can do in the playoffs there's that confidence it matters what can he do in high pressure situations we've seen him come into games even if he didn't play the full season and be amazing so it just it it leaves questions where they don't where this team should not want them considering the pressure on this year and next year and the following so you know it's like an excuse if they lose but It just doesn't it doesn't help going into a series already with like that. And I think
1: Sarah, what are your thoughts? You know, again, we joke about the narratives around Toronto not being able to make any sort of progress successfully in the playoffs, but goaltending matters that can be a difference maker and they are going against Tampa Bay that in theory still can turn it on. And we've talked about what a juggernaut the East is going to be. What say you about the Leafs chances this year?
0: I think they just need to focus on what they can do. They need to focus on getting goals past Vasilevsky. I'll keep banging that drum because their scoring just dries up in the playoffs and they're touted for their offense. They have all these expensive contracts on offense. Matthews hasn't had his best season. Tavares has been really good on O'Reilly's wing and he's back. And I really like that move. So let's see some goals,
1: please. I love that line of thinking. Yay. See, that's why you're the best analyst there is. <laughs> Wait, are
0: you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep,
2: yeah, It's got a high-res 120 hertz display,
1: plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere.
0: Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook.
1: Got it. Go! Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. This episode is brought to you by Chevrolet. Now's your chance to support a team with real grit. The Chevy ZR2 family of off-road trucks. The first ever Silverado HD ZR2 joins the all-new Colorado ZR2 and the Silverado ZR2 for a commanding lineup of off-road ready trucks. Equipped to take on anything this season throws their way. Visit chevy.com to learn more.
2: What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star
1: hotels for two-star
2: prices in Cabo.
1: Let's continue with our hockey talk. And there are some things that are fluid. There are some things that are set. I honestly, you guys cannot wait for these brackets to be set because I am so freaking sick of saying on a Tuesday, if the camel wears blue and the sun is shining and Winnipeg flies over to Alaska for a day trip, then this team is in. It's just the scenarios at this point are insane. But didn't we want it this way? Not sorry to cut
2: you off. I just feel like, didn't we want it that it's tough because you can't figure out, what
1: your your playoff
2: plans like i can't write previews no for not even like, that. No, literally i
1: don't mind i want exciting games it's more that like every like you just say every game matters yeah like i like the when we get to like we need two things to happen it's fine but we're in this situation where like there's 18 possible outcomes al- and like to explain it to people and sometimes i think people put way too much importance on it like just enjoy the hockey it's crazy let it figure itself out. You can't,
2: out. like, control it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were exactly. trying to count last night because we're trying to plan when we can write what preview to be ready instead of saving everything for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, like, we were... Dom and I were texting each other last night. Like, every possible scenario, like, can anything get decided? And we're going through each one of them. We're like, okay, that's good. So now we know we can do King's o- Oilers if, you know, this happens. And then two minutes later, like, we're texting each other back. Like, wait, no, right. but the
1: Kraken... Th- right, exactly. And it's, it's, we went through... This, like, exhaustive thinking just be like, we and the nothing. games on Friday still matter, too. That's what we were trying to figure yeah, that out, too. Like, wild liter- like, hey, exactly. All right, when? so let's go, let's okay, go through what go. I was just
0: gonna say, like, last year was it this crazy? No, no. we knew the East yeah. like in January, it, exactly. All right, it's nice, on.
2: it's nice to have the mystery. It's just like, there, it's oh. Oh, she likes a little mystery in her life. <laughs> Who knew? Not even me. It was a mystery to me. Um, It's just hard that literally every game matters and every game's at the same time. You can't even fully keep track of it.
1: Well, let's go into what we do know. And what we do know is that we have all eight teams that will be in the postseason in the West decided. And this is due to the fact that Winnipeg was able to get the one final final standings point that they needed in a game over Minnesota that was a wild one. Shocking because we usually have the mild wild. Um, So Winnipeg is in. Calgary is out. Oh, yes, it's true. Nashville is Out There's still some possible jockeying for position. There's a chance that Seattle could move up to third in the Pacific. Um, There's going to be some interesting things to watch how everything finally shakes out. But Winnipeg did cement their spot in crazy form. I was not able to take it in live because I was working. But that Minnesota-Winnipeg game was insane. There's a hearing for Hartman today. Neil Pionk has already been fined. There was some real tenacity. Coaches were screaming at each other from the benches. Uh, Shana, Shana, walk us through what you saw in that contest between those two teams.
2: Yeah, so, okay, hold on. First, we just got a quick note for Calgary. The final flame has been blown out. <laughs> the sparks. I was gonna get there. is over. I just wanted to make fun of Daryl Sutter picking Nick Ritchie over Linholm over to Foley. I saw that. I was like, "Are you?" I literally yelled, "Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're bad coaching." It was the final oh, extinguish. Anyway, on, the, on Calgary's Winnipeg, flame. Minnesota. Winnipeg. That game was wild. I think that's an underrated matchup. There's been so many wild Jets games that get so out of hand that like, anytime they play each other, like, I know I want to watch it. And it's like a weird one. Cause you don't, you think like Minnesota against, you know, Colorado you're jumping at, or even St. Louis, but no, like Winnipeg, Minnesota is where it's at. Um, it was, it was so funny to watch. Like you see Ehlers hit Caprice off and then Hartman just lines up healers and in, in, in a hit that was uncalled for a couple plays before that reeves had i think a dirty hit um never. and you just never right and you see all hell break loose and you know what like he is i will give him credit he is good at his job because when he got on the ice last him. night and you were waiting to see what was going to happen when hartman got out of the box because at this point the game was out of hand and i was even like we can turn this off and then i'm like you know what we can't turn this one off because we have to see how this like unfolds because when Hartman gets out of the box, how's it going to go? And Reeves gets on the ice and I, I am 99% sure I'm not a lip reader. Rick goes to, uh, like, is goes like, it's screaming. Like someone's got to watch that fucking guy, like screaming <laughs> about Reeves. Reason who of course gets into it and it takes two seconds like everyone's intimidated because he's on the ice and then Mm -hmm. evison and bonus are screaming at each other and evison is not someone i want to fuck with like i I, it's bold of you bonus to start screaming at him evison looks so angry but there's like a calmness to his anger and then there's the explosiveness and it was just the two of them going at it the game had a little bit of everything everybody was furious and then even when like broke out it was very quickly settled but it was like we just need to get this out of our system quick and like hartman even knew he was like i gotta just take some shit like i deserve it like yeah you do you definitely do so it was exciting and we'll see what happens you know if minnesota loses him for any amount of time that's uh one of the few centers
1: they have left so
2: <laughs> yeah like okay
0: victor ask you're all Is he- not there
1: anymore sarah who do you feel worse for calgary or nashville
0: I am Nashville. Please release us and please start the rebuild. Like, please <laughs> trade juice. Let it all happen. I feel bad for Calgary because what a confusing season with expectations and moves that did not work out up into the last second of a poor coaching decision. That literally... And it's like... You you put yourself in that position, right? Where you're fighting for your life, but at the same time, like everything hinged on Nick Richie. like be for fucking real, please.
1: <laughs> All right. So the West, we will wait to see how the seeding finalizes, but that, that picture looks to be coming a little bit more clear. My friends, it is time. We tweeted about it last night in the Tuesday games we're recording on Wednesday. Sarah, you were the lone believer in terms of the majority of the season of the three of us. In incredible fashion, they didn't even have to take the ice to make it happen. The Florida Panthers are in the playoffs without even playing a game. (laughs) Talk us through the celebration, Sarah, of the Panthers' seeming ability to triumph in the face of inability it's chuck for Hart jr for Hagee for Hart jr jr <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> the, i think it's really gonna be a good like like i've been saying they caught traction at the right time and they showed they can have that heart that is much needed in the playoffs when things are a lot more random and uh, yeah, it's just like that situation in tampa right where they won the president's trophy and they got swept and it's like they, they came back and they realized all the things they needed to do and they did it like I, I think if the Panthers are pretty scary
1: Dial that down they are scary but to your point Sarah you know they haven't necessarily been and we've appropriately discussed the ups and downs of the Florida Panthers this season there hasn't been a confidence maybe and there certainly hasn't been a consistency Shayna pro con pro it what's What's reasons to be optimistic about Florida and what are the reasons to have really big concern, even though they've punched their ticket for another year?
2: I think they know they have. The pro is you have two players you know are going to thrive in the playoffs. That's Matthew Kachuk. We saw what he did for Calgary last year. And that's Carter Hagee. We saw him be the only player to do anything in the playoffs last year. And you have Barkov, too, who I think is going to be great. So you have your three stars up front. You have your, you could say, your internal rental and Duclair. So you have the, you know, the forward pop you need. And you have, you know, the grit that everyone thinks you need to have in the playoffs, too, right? You have the Sam Bennett's of the world. And you have Matthew Kachuk, who's like the perfect pest. Um, and I think the family. <laughs> you, it's perfect. And I really want to see, you know, Brady, Brady down in Florida. It's different now that it's in division. It's a little different for him to celebrate True. them. True. But what have we care. given to
1: what we have lost?
2: Yeah, like this is... It's okay. His dad's not going to let him do anything. Anyway, we can't have distractions (laughs) like Brady, even though the flames lost after he put out that flame. Um, Love that. I'm never going to stop. The cons for Florida. (laughs) (laughs) The cons for Florida is defense. It all comes down to defense. Like, I don't love their fourth line either, but we know in the playoffs, generally speaking, you know, top talent and strong links are more important than what your depth looks like, sure. Um, Even though some will say you have to roll four lines, and I think that there's, like, truth in both of it. Uh, but the defense is the concern. You have Forsling, who's good. You have who's having a great season. Eckblad is not where he needs to be. Maybe that changes in the playoffs. You know, it's a playoffs he's going into healthy, unlike the last years we got hurt, missed time, so it's a different experience for him. And then the con is you have concerns in that. That's always going to be the con in Florida, and it sucks when you're paying $10 million for a goaltender. We know how Wabrowski can be in the playoffs, and last year he wasn't perfect, but he wasn't you know, he wasn't the problem, the only problem, but he was one of the problems. So it's going to be interesting, like, how that situation goes down. And we talked about it last podcast. They have a backup now who's been very good, who's been, you know, picking up the slack where they needed Is it. a big reason why they made it this far, that if you're in the playoffs and have a problem, I think the fact that Lyon was this good the, the whole last month that you go – we're turning to him that's the hot hand would you say his game is roaring to life Shayna? oh there we go he clawed <laughs> his way into the picture right now to get himself a chance at a postseason start and we have seen bob lose the net before and the this pride
1: is not- of the florida panthers <laughs> that's a deep cut right there it's People just
2: forget it's such a wild situation like I really want to see how that's going to go down. And, like, I wonder if this year's any different if their power play is clicking, right? Like, that was a problem in the beginning of the year. It was what killed them last year. Um, How's it going to be? I feel like they have, like, disruptor qualities. But if they, no matter who they get, right, they're going to get a, a number one seed, no matter what. It's probably going to be Boston or Carolina, potentially New Jersey. But if you go against Boston or Carolina, you're going up against elite penalty kills. And your power play is... You know, so that's that's one thing for me that I'm
1: really curious how that all works out too. Like on top of the goaltending, those are like, I would say the two big questions maybe. Well, and I'm still, I tell you, I mean, Carolina finally won a freaking game last night. I still don't love how they're going into no. this postseason. That's my personal opinion. Uh, um we let's- can do
0: <laughs> get in there, and fix the house. <laughs> Rod's
2: going to start skating and then he's going to be. I'll call up. I'm, I'm rooting for player coaches. You know what? Let's let's right now. Oh I, I, when Team i saw night, TMM Louis, behind the bench at the playoffs, make it happen. W- Hockey is for that, everyone. That would be fun too. But I want to see Marty St. Louis be a player coach and be like, I'm getting in this fucking game. Like he still has it. And I feel like Rod still has it too. He might not, you know, like, I feel like we don't see him as often as St. Louis, like out there demonstrating drills, but like, he has the fitness. oh, he
0: he's is. Oh, he's out, he out does there. does all with- that. His sons literally p- playing catch for hours, and he coaches his son, and he's like getting out there, and there he's the referee go. of his son's t-ball
1: league. You guys, we so literally has- have to have a how does this affect Rod Brindamore?
2: <laughs> so we have the reflexes Fun of a and rod. the fitness. We have the fitness the reflexes get out there rod get out there
1: marty why don't we have player coaches anymore (laughs) we are officially like off the rails for the 18th time let's go back to the eastern playoff position (laughs) um we do bid a fond farewell to our friends the sabres um who are out um there is still one spot up for grabs uh let's outline some situations of course this will all be resolved by the time that we come to you in our next episode so we'll spend more time on the outcome then but we
2: hate the east we're west bias actually we're a western west bias podcast
1: west coast
0: best coast oh my god
1: okay the islanders need welcome to the postseason the islanders need <laughs> one point to lock in their playoff spot pittsburgh was slightly more in the driver's seat but folks they lose in spectacular fashion to the chicago blackhawks so I asked on you, a second half of a back to back. that makes it I even ask as yes, Chicago predicted. has also <laughs> swept the, the Calgary Flames this season. Are the Chicago Blackhawks the East and West playoff spoilers that we need? Or are we really, is it time to say goodbye to the legacy that was the greatness of the Pittsburgh Penguins? Sarah, what say you?
0: Yeah, not to be a hater, but this is kind of like, a fun part of this year when like a random team that is supposed to be tanking, like just extinguishes the flames and sends the penguins back to the zoo Um, (laughs) to the Pittsburgh aviary, which is a great little place for birds. (laughs) I do think I did not, I had no interest in watching this team in the playoffs and that's not to say it's the end of them. They're not going to be over until Crosby decides to retire, but they, need, they did him wrong by putting this team around him. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm just so glad they're on the playoffs.
1: I'm with you. This is a very Nashville vibe for me where there's feel-good stories when a team scrapes their way into the postseason, and then there's stories where teams just annoy me because they somehow get in the playoffs, and we know they're going to be out in, like, four games. They would be out in three if it would be possible because they're just not ready to be there. Shayna, what do you – I think we all agree on that fact that Pittsburgh just isn't – of a playoff caliber this season but to go out the way they're going out what does this tell you about what this team is going to be for the foreseeable future
2: yeah the way they're going out is like the problem they were if if it's just so competitive we've talked about it all year if they were in these tight battles and just happened to miss out and it was out of their control it's a different thing but it's like they don't want it and it feels like they keep losing games that they shouldn't be and it feels like it's so easy to look at management and go what did you do like why you were better off doing nothing at the deadline because i think there'd be less blame instead of doing things that made you worse and i know you can't control injuries but you can control the roster you put out there and it's just not that good and it's it's a disservice to someone like Crosby and to Malkin and to Latang. So, you know, this is the way they're going out is the problem. And like, I don't think this is the end of an error necessarily. I think it's a pause in the error because I think I want to see what they do this summer. Like I'm, I am so curious what this team does this summer because it feels like while the flyers are going to go with like the traditional route of like, who's a former player, like, The Penguins just did that. It didn't work. What do you do to benefit Sidney Crosby without killing your entire future? It's such an intriguing project, the Penguins. And you you wouldn't expect them to be at this point, right? Like nobody a year ago, two years ago would have thought that. So if the Penguins and the Capitals don't make it at the same time, that's even more like earth shattering in the East because you have the Crosby's and the Ovechkin's out of the playoffs. When was the last time both of them missed? Has there been a time both of them
1: have missed? I don't think so. I can't think of one, but I, but here's the thing. It might this, be the first year they were Here's a, the Here's a free story for, idea for you. I mean, this goes back to this whole point of Strong Link game, is that we look at how, how big paychecks to your Strong Link players basically ended up breaking Chicago. And yeah. there's an issue here, too, of the right way to support your generational players, right? Like, how do you actually make it work, whether you have one, two, or three? We've got a couple cases of two. You look at Edmonton also. You look at Chicago. Now you've got Pittsburgh. And when is it time to break up the core to keep, like, to keep the team alive over one, two, three superstars? I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Sarah, do you actually, this narrative that Chana just mentioned is coming up a little bit more in the hockey space. Do you actually care that this is a playoffs without Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin?
0: No, I just feel old, but it's time to be old. Like, okay, like time, father time comes from for us all. I don't have interest in watching either of those teams when there's so much young, exciting talent right now. It is. A little bizarre and sad watching the end of Ovechkin's season, right? I still think he's going to break the records and stuff, but he was off to such a good start. I do know real life affects us all, and he had a lot of family stuff going For on. Sure. So I do think it was just time to wrap it up and like heal over the summer and come back and break the
1: records next season. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he still breaks the records and in, in part because ownership has basically said as long as he wants yep. to keep playing, they're going to let him yep. do his I thing. Love
2: that. As they
0: should. I love as that they said should, that. Though. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the times people, even when they don't, when they're lying, they say no, we're focused on the future, whatever. They, I love that they're honoring him like this.
1: 100%. He, des-
2: he deserves it for everything he's done yeah. for the team. And like, sure, are the playoffs fun when you're watching Ovechkin crush it and you're watching Crosby? Absolutely. But like, there's other stars. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like this postseason, we're all about pushing and changing, right? And evolving. Right. And there's so many players to watch. You can watch, you know, you can go with the McCars and the McKinnons and the Rantonans, who everyone should be like fully aware of, but you can also watch the Beneers and the yes. Exactly. Yes the Beneers, the I Duns, the Jason Robertson should be getting a ton of White national Justin. attention. Why not? Jake okay. yeah. Andrew too, right? Yeah. like yeah. Why not? Okay. I, oh, Dallas just up. like
1: slips from the mind. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, all the I time. know. They, but you <laughs> know what? They're, star- for they're stars. Yes. yes. This, the Dallas stars, wow. the actual stars of Dallas. Wow. Like, let's talk about Rupe Hins. Let's talk about Miro Heiskanen and Jason Robertson. Like, let's give players their due. And it feels like this opens the door to that. Yes. Can we focus on the Patrick Keynes making the playoffs? And
1: do you, and you know that Patrick John Bergeron? Forslund says Heiskanen? It's Heiskanen. It's Heiskanen? high yes. school. So kind of, yeah i mm. learned this
2: miro i, I didn't call call know that miro, my friend miro we're on a
0: first name basis <laughs> yes. our bestie mirski <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but it's true i think it's time to let new players take over some attention and i must say i'm not doing it intentionally but there is this subset of pittsburgh fans now because obviously jared mccann has hit 40 goals scored the season and anytime we tweet about it like there's just all these poor sad pittsburgh fans who just rage against their front office and... they
2: liked him like the, he was good yeah. there as their three C, and that's what's you know what though every time he pops off i just laugh a little bit because he was the guy gallant took such aim at like yep. I know the numbers say he's good, but I just don't see it. Like he was saying it constantly when he was pulling him out of his lineup. Like, I know this says he's good, but you watch him play and he's bad. Like it was so insulting to the the one player that he'd single out all because he was pissed management, got rid of his bestie, Erica Branson. And like, I love to see him thrive that I sit there every time like, hmm.
1: Hmm. Sucks to suck. Anyway, um, yes. so congratulations to the Florida Panthers again. Spectacular form rounding into the postseason without even playing a game on the night that you get a spot. Uh, We'll be watching them. We will be watching the rest of the East to see how this shakes out. We're watching
2: wrestling in the East tonight. We're watching wrestling at the same time. You're right. It's AEW night. We're watching wrestling at the same time as the Islanders. Two TVs, baby, can't wait.
1: Jackie Redmond's birthday. That's true. Happy and Michael Blake McCurdy's birthday. Wow, yesterday co- really coming up. It's a big day. It's a big Happy day. birthday, friends. All right. <laughs> are
2: you sick of us yet today no it's hilarious it's a delight we had a day today. just wait we're gonna get unhinged as round one goes on by like game six or seven we're all gonna be fucking exhausted we'll have so the unhinged. Unhinged.
1: oh my god we are good <laughs> the round one is just torture that
2: one were we last year we had a conversation weeks long about yahoo versus Yahoo. <laughs> say Yahoo, go the fuck home like how can we forget that or what was the other one last postseason that you made fun of me for China, I don't know. Hammurabi's code. Oh, yeah. oh
0: my God. <laughs> what Hammurabi's are we bringing that? I <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just All right. stick around and you'll find out.
2: All right. This is this is what happens. We apologize. Let's we finish. don't apologize. I'm we not sorry. sorry. I don't apologize. That's
1: two straight do. podcasts. I'm we not do. apologizing. We know, we know. I'm digging my heels in, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, we end every episode with our favorite game. And that game is fuck, marry, kill. This time we continue with some round one potential matchups, and Sarah, in honor of Rod Brindamore, I'm going to have you go first in terms of fuck Mary Kill round one opponents for Carolina. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here you you go, Rod. Here's your here's your here's your options: Rangers, Islanders, Panthers. Hit it. Ooh. I'm um, this like most ideal for them. I'm um, marrying
0: Islanders because they know what they have in the Islanders and they've swept them before. And a lot of it is pretty much the same team. Well, a lot of changes for the Canes, but it's kind of like the devil, you know, is better than the devil. The devil, you know, is better than the devil. you don't. <laughs> I am killing the Rangers because the Rangers give them hell. And I think they would do it again. Like the, the Shisterkin, wall is a big i mean shuriken is like to pick your poison but still and what was the other one we had rangers islanders florida okay killing rangers marrying islanders fucking florida because that would be fun i'd like to see the battle of the southeast is alive and
2: well (laughs) friends (laughs) shayna your turn okay i'm going to I'm gonna kill the Islanders, even though I don't want to see Sorokin versus Olmark in round one because I don't want one of those goalies to go home in round one. Like they deserve mm-hmm. better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I think that there's better matchups. I'm going to fuck Kane's Rangers because I do like the idea of a rematch from last year. How do you adjust? How are you different? Things like that. Um, you know each other so well. How do you manage it? But more so because that could potentially give us Devils Islanders, which is a series. I want more than anything. That is your heavy hockey against your rush base team, and I want to know what happens. Like that's it for me because I just have questions about like different playing styles. Um, then I will marry Panthers Canes. I think that is a series the Canes could actually upset upset the Canes, and it's not that I'm rooting for that. I want to see. I want to be. I want to be entertained. I want you know like intrigue, and I think that series. You have the team with all the finishing talent in the world, but no defense versus the team with all the defense against none of the finish, but all the finish players. So how does it shake out? Like, I think that's a spoiler series that would be interesting. You have the Alex Lyon revenge series where he played two games for Carolina last year. But really, like, I just think that it feels like a balanced series in a way that I think is exciting about round one. I like long series. I don't want to see sweeps. Or if you see one sweep, I want the rest to be like, battles that you you're just watching the whole time like and you just can't look away
1: all right i am going to i'm also going to marry florida i just like the matchup of it i think that it could be i think it would be exciting i think it would be fast-paced and i think It'd be interesting because these are teams that maybe don't get a ton of attention usually. And you know, last year the Panthers did some like we even forgot they swept. remember no we athletic kept forgetting? writers in <laughs> sight.
0: Sorry, carrying
1: on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. um, we kept forgetting that the Panthers actually swept the Capitals last year because it was just like so not of five games. Oh, five games. I thought. See, yeah. exactly. oh my god, I really I always say that they got swept. There you go. See?
2: they so they, they think it was like five games, and then they got swept by Tampa. I think that's what it was. It wasn't okay. swept then get swept. That was the Canes the year okay. before with the anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um, so I will marry Florida. I am also going to kill the Rangers because I just, I'm not ready for the narratives there yet, just to go right back to it so quickly. And... I think that Carolina, if they don't win round one, it's for other reasons, but I think it's gonna to become too much of an excuse and an easy narrative that's gonna become lazy and it's gonna drive me mad in terms of the mm-hmm. press coverage that comes out of that. Oh. So therefore, I will fuck the Islanders because I do think that could be really fun. Um, a little bit of unstoppable force and a movable object thing going on there. All right, my friends thank you for sticking with us on this one we had fun we hope that you did too you Um, definitely did don't
2: thank them for sticking with us you're welcome for the content literally you could not be more welcome
1: if you'd like more content like this, please follow us on social. We are you Already at follow us. You're all listening. Underscore much underscore man on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have had a delightful fan actually get us a link that's going to be a direct link to our merch. So watch for that coming soon. We'll thank you for that appropriately. Um, but our links are in our bios to where you can buy all of our fun, Too Many Men, Bit O News, and soon to come, How Does This Affect the Leafs merch, as well as burn books. Check all that out. And until we talk again, please find time to do something no matter how big or small to make sure that hockey truly is for everyone. Love you. Bye.